0: Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. We don't let the holiday or the fact that Rick has been eliminated from the caveman playoffs stop us from bringing you an all new Asylum Fantasy Sports Show here on the Full Time Fantasy Podcast. Now, you're a little early with that, Rick. I got to wait. I think it's done. It's
1: Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Rick's excited. He is excited.
0: <laughs> Check out Full-Time Fantasy over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on the tweeters. And, of course, you can follow us, AsylumFootball, at gmail.com to be part of Rick's mailbag, which we will open tonight, as well as at AsylumFootball on Twitter. We're going to just do one. We're going to combine them this week. Rick, take a little time off for the holiday. So one show, we got a lot of goodness to pack into it. So you better listen hard. Yeah, you better. Just listen to it three or four times. You could do that. You yeah. know,
1: subscribe. Leave a message, for God's sake. What is wrong with you people <laughs> out there, you know? take Put forth a little effort, right? Anything, it's a comment.
0: Something. Asylumfootballgmail.com yeah. to get into that mailbag.
1: Yeah, for all the people writing in the mailbag, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, keep them coming. Um, bye weeks are over, finally, Thank anyway, God. Rick. But we are Flieger and Briggs, the Asylum Sports Show, right here on the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network.
0: All right, well let's get into it, Rick. Just a couple of headlines. I got one thing I want to go over: starts and sits, and we'll pick all the games. If you're following me, you are making straight cash, homie. So you're going to want to get those bets in before the Thanksgiving holiday, so you have uh, something to enjoy on the holiday while you're stuck in that house with your family. So, real quick, Rick, don't don't know how much it affects anybody's fantasy team, but Andy Andy Dalton back, going to get the start for the Bengals this week after just. I'm uh,
1: sure he's totally excited about it now
0: i i wonder well we'll get into that with the game picks the big one rick duck hodges your boy the guy you've been stumping for since he was a sophomore in college <laughs> getting the start in the revenge game against the browns and we were talking about before we went on the air rick mike tomlin seems uh, less than thrilled with having to make that decision this week
1: well is is choices are limited and i think we've seen a pretty good sampling of mason rudolph and it ain't very good.
0: The kid gets rattled. That's the thing, right? Yeah. He's got the arm talent. He he's not good in the pocket, which I kind of thought could develop over time, but if it doesn't go well early, if he's getting knocked around, all the nonsense that went on the week prior. I he Tomlin and he's acting like he has no choice because he has no choice. If the pressure of last week got to Mason Rudolph to the point it did that he looked like a you know, a high schooler against the Cincinnati Bengals, right? What's the build-up to this game going to be like? Good lord, there's no way he can handle it. No, I agree. And
1: it, let's face it, this is the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, no disrespect, but this team is getting their brains pounded out, right, week in and week out. And the Steelers barely won. No, and and, and and I dare say, if Dalton was quarterback, they may oh, not have won. If
0: Dalton was quarterback; it, it, they'd have won by double digits. I think it was. You know, the Steelers' defense is that good, but Mason Rudolph was that bad. And, and quite frankly, after the one long touchdown that was mainly on James Washington. Duck Hodges wasn't any good either, no, but I, I think you're going to see a full week of game playing. You remember the Duck Hodges game on Sunday night, right, against the Chargers. It's going to be that. Get Jalen Samuels in your lineup. He is going to catch a dozen balls or more. I mean, That is going to be the game plan again this week.
1: Well, yeah, it's going to have to be, I believe, it's uh, because it seems that Cleveland has sort of found themselves since that Pittsburgh game. Right. It Uh, it woke them up. They've they've got the swag. They actually think they're going to win now Mm -hmm. and that they're a playoff team. And, you know, when when a team starts believing in themselves, they become more dangerous. And they are
0: talented, right? Sure they are. It was kind of a lack of discipline, a lack of, I think, coaching – You know, and then they start to get in their feels, as the kids say, and and the ball just got rolling. That, again, now last week was the Miami Dolphins. Let's not go crazy. True. But you've seen something. I think they've woken up. So now they're awake, they're angry, and they still have all that talent. I guess minus Miles Garrett, right? But uh, it's a pretty dangerous matchup. Poor old Duck might die right after Thanksgiving, which I hate to see. Could be a wild one, but
1: uh Yeah, I mean you look at the, the Pittsburgh quarterback situation just against the Cincinnati Bengals, Mason Rudolph eight for sixteen for eighty five yards against the and a Cincinnati pit. Bengals. Duck Hodges five for eleven. Right. For hundred and eighteen and a touchdown. Now, granted whatever that was, about sixty yards, seventy nine. That's right. You're you're absolutely right. Was that one pass to James Washington, which was mostly, as you mentioned, all on him anyway? James
0: Washington did seem to do all the work on that one. So, you know, I think with the right game plan, right? You know, for all the crushing we did of Randy Feekner leading up to that game, I remember that week we were especially, you know, we took time out of our takeaways to attack him. Then he kind of went out in that, uh, I almost said San Diego again, that LA Chargers game. And kind of drew up the perfect game plan. I think he got a game ball after that, saying, all right, you know the limitations of the kid. You ran the ball well. He checked everything down, and they they got the ball to Samuels in open space. It was a really good game plan. Now, you're not going to surprise Cleveland with this, but this is what it's going to have to be. They're going to have to execute it. You're going to have to have your defense play exceptionally well, get a turnover, probably score, and try to win this game in the teens. Right? That's the kind of game it's going to – and we'll get into that in the game picks, how we think it's going to go. But but I think just as much as he hates it, Mike, he being Mike Tomlin, and I hate it and I assume you hate it, this is the only choice he has to make.
1: You know, one more touch on this game before we go – do you, I mean, speaking of fantasy, waiver wire reach. you see anything in Kareth White after what we saw? Six carries for 43 yards. He certainly seems that he can, you know, put out a, a pretty fleet-footed scamper. And we were talking about getting Jalen Samuel in there to catch these balls out in the flat. i tell you
0: what, do they go with White? I don't know. Here's my concern. He had that one drive, right, Rick? maybe two drives early on, where it seems like he ripped off six and seven at a clip every time. One time he got stopped, and you never saw him again. I don't trust Randy Feekner oh, to don't recognize that. Anywhere else in the league, almost, a guy comes in and does that when your offense is completely impotent. You say, all right, well, here's a spark guy. We're going to wear his butt out today. Yeah. Figner didn't do that. He said, oh, God, this guy's gaining yards. Mike, get him the hell off the field. We can't have this. This isn't what we do in 2019 <laughs> no, in we Pittsburgh. Get, get, send him to the locker room lest he sneak back in and gain a yard. We, we can't. So I, I guess... Snell had
1: 21 carries. wife had six. Edmonds and Samuels each had two. Um, obviously, they went, you know, Snell as the bell counter. I but... still
0: think that's what's going to happen this week. I, I really do. And if, they, if they're in passing situation, I think I see a situation where you get Samuel and Snell on the field mm-hmm. together a lot and White maybe a third down change or of pace they? type of thing. I mean, you don't know. I know. They I... might have Duck drop back and throw 57 times, and I'd be pretty confident in predicting he'll complete eight of them. So you just don't know. Randy Feekner's a boob. You know, he got that one week of praise and he's quickly used it all up for me. So I don't know. And that's us not, not forget, James Conner is going to be out again this week. So that, that's going to be a bit of a problem. So, Rick, for your Thanksgiving game, and always the first game, boy, you look forward to it, right? The turkeys frying or roasting, whatever you do, it smells good. You flip on the TV, you sit down, you crack open that beer, and you are going to have the distinct pleasure of watching Jeff Driscoll go up against the Chicago Bears defense as Matt Stafford is going to be out again. Jeff Driscoll versus Mitch Trubisky. Nothing says Thanksgiving classic like that.
1: Yeah, but think about it. You're not as old as I am, but still. You have a lot of Thanksgivings under your belt. It's Detroit every yeah. Thanksgiving. And, and quite frankly, I was spoiled to be able to watch Barry Sanders. Right. I can on, remember on the Barry Sanders
0: days as a child's.
1: But, you know, I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, I mean, I'll... You know, kind of go through the motions and, and watch it, and then I have a gut full. Dallas will be on, New Orleans and Atlanta will be on too. So, can you I mean, stay
0: awake for that third game? You with a belly full of turkey and nineteen loggers well, in your system? Probably. Just to let you know, I'll
1: probably fall asleep during the Dallas game. Okay, and then when you get up and wake watch up, the, get something else
0: to eat? Because that's going <laughs> to be a dandy. The eight o'clock game. I yeah. almost wish they'd put that at four. Right. Although I think Dallas and Buffalo, while not intriguing not it's not going to be an up and down fun it's affair intriguing. it's going to be a good football I think game, it's I very
1: think. intriguing look how important it is to Dallas right and their playoff chances and, and number two you know Buffalo they don't have the easiest schedule heading out and there's a lot of mediocrity on their tail they can't afford to really drop any you know a couple right here or there
0: so that actually dovetails nicely into, Rick. I only had one takeaway. Obviously, we're compressing the, the show, but there was one takeaway. I just I got it kind of in my craw, and it's about the Dallas Cowboys after last week. I am so damn tired of Jerry Jones every time they win a game acting like Jason Garrett is the greatest thing since Vince Lombardi, and then they lose a football game, and then he's publicly whacking this guy over the head. For every decision he made. Now, now that game against the Patriots, you know, the weather was just awful. You know, credit I I have an issue with Patriots fans most of the time, but the fact that that joint was full and stayed full the entire game in that awful, awful weather is, is a testament to them. But here we go. Patriots got the best defense in the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The weather's rotten. You're down seven. There's six minutes to go. You're having trouble driving. They kick a field goal, and everybody's right. crushing them. And Jerry Jones is mad, and everybody's crushing them. New England can't score on you. New England's offense is awful right now and have been for several weeks. You know you're going to get the ball back. I am all for taking points there. Now, I wouldn't have faulted him if he went for it either. Are you going to get down that far again? I think both of them are reasonable but see, decisions.
1: But, see, that's a double-edged sword that he was on anyway. If he would have went for it and failed – They'd have been crucifying him for that. Right? Why
0: didn't he take the points? Right? Going to
1: cut the lead because you know. you know what would
0: have happened. Tom Brady would have drove him down. They'd have kicked the field goal, gone up ten, and then Garrett's an idiot for not right. kicking the field goal and taking the points where they'd have still been alive if he'd yep. have just kicked the field goal. But then his owners just crushed him. And let's not forget how that game went. They just got hosed. I mean the the. Cowboys got screwed, these phantom tripping calls, and now the league comes out today and says, well, yeah, you're probably right. They weren't tripping calls. Does it ever seem to you, I'm not a conspiracy guy. (laughs) No, it doesn't seem to me that the calls go against New England. Weird things like this happen every time New England's on. You know what? I honestly think it is. Bill Belichick is such a great coach and such a football genius that the officials start out thinking themselves here. Sure, we've covered this before. There has to be something.
1: We've covered this before. I I, I don't doubt it. I mean, look. Oh, and I can't remember the player's name now. But earlier on in the season, he was complaining. The ref says, "Stay off of Tom."
0: Yeah, you're right. And, and you know that. We go back two years ago, the Jesse James play down at the goal line. Right. Just, just they completely out – I don't – it's not – they're not going into a game saying, all right, it's New England, We get, like the NBA will do, like it's LeBron, we've got to put him on the foul line 18 times right. this game, which I know that happens. Exactly. That doesn't happen in the – but it's it's Bill Belichick, it's Tom Brady, it's the You don't want to screw this? It. Yeah, yeah, we really got to be on it. it. This is a new disturbing trend. You know, I've spent most of the 2019 NFL season bitching that oh my God, they're calling everything. Let them play, let them play. That hasn't been enough for them. Now they're just calling stuff that doesn't happen. How many hands to the face do you see every Sunday where they go to the replay and it's a guy getting pushed on the shoulder pad? Two tripping calls, nary a trip happened, But and then that rube, that company man, that yes man, that jerk Gene Steratore, <laughs> well, you see, he picked up his feet. And Troy Aikman said, well, yeah, he's kind of got to pick up his feet to move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's right. I, I mean, I if he's not going to be critical of the referees, get that jerk out of the booth. I'm done with that nonsense. But it's just, and all of that goes on, and Garrett loses a tough game against the best team in the league, the best team of the last 15 years in the league, in a rainstorm, on the road. Get hosed and Jerry Jones is saying, "Ah, yeah, if I had Lincoln Riley here, which this is what this is the subtext. If I had Lincoln Riley here, we'd have won that game by thirty. No, you wouldn't have, Jerry. You stink. Your team stinks. Everybody stinks. Fire Garrett. He will. He will get hired so fast. And maybe he is just a ten and six type of coach. But guess what? Before he got there, you were not even a ten and six type of team. So just, I'm, I'm tired of Jerry. He needs to zip it." <laughs> I'm sure he will, because he's probably listening right now. Yeah, he's probably mad. Oh, it? yeah. He'll, he'll probably be writing you a, a nasty letter. <laughs> I don't know why that bugged me. So I don't care about the Cowboys whatsoever. I root for them to lose. There's just all that. It irritated me this week.
1: Oh, I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. And I'm like you. I don't believe in
0: conspiracies. No. However, I yeah. think they
1: outthink themselves. It, that's,
0: it's just what it is. Like you said, they're thinking, I can't mess this up. because Bill Belichick knows. If I mess right. it up, he's going to see...
1: And and I would have to think, of course, we don't know, because there's certainly no replay and this, that, and the other. The things like that happened back in the Curly Lambeau days, the, the George Could. Hallis days, you know, the Vince Lombardi days, you know, all the, these Steelers. legends. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's bound to happen because people, you know, they become mythical
0: Yeah. They they really do. I just, how many times in the last four seasons has Tom Brady done a three step drop, promptly slammed the ball right in the ground. And then 18 seconds later, an illegal contact foul comes out. Right. He put that ball on the ground so fast, that receiver couldn't have been far enough down the field to have been illegally <laughs> Exactly, It's just things like that. And probably, and, you know what, In when they're good, it seems like it goes that way for the Steelers a little bit, too. It, it felt like that. So I'll admit that as a Steeler homer. But the Patriots, over the gl- last several years, it's getting worse and worse.
1: And jumping on the Patriots' bandwagon for once, how about that play with two seconds to go, he heaved. Yeah, about. talk about a hose job. There, the, at the home. clock is supposed to run until the ball hits something. I mean, it, it was a good four or five. Oh, that seconds. thing said
0: one second for four or five I seconds. Know. I'd never seen I such a it, thing. I just don't understand these people. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. It's hey, true. we can get another couple of commercial breaks hey. week. Have another play. You run. have to wonder what's the. You know, I, I don't know. Does the league run the clocks? Is it a Patriots team and I don't know. If anything, you think it had expired before the snap, being that it was in Foxborough, which you just watch that thing perpetually. It, there might still be one second on the clock at Foxborough. <laughs> <I think nothing. laughs> Does sand get stuck in the hourglass? I don't know why. I I was always given to understand that the officials kept the time on the field, that that was really just for T V and for the fans, that the clock didn't mean anything. Yeah. And you're telling me whatever Rube was officiating that game, who presumably was a guy who made the two tripping calls, looked at his watch and said, All right, there's one second to go. Watches Tom Brady snap the ball, three step drop, throw it four and a half miles (laughs) on the air, (laughs) look back down and say one second. One second. That looks about right. Take another knee. No, it's a knee, but it's just, it makes you look foolish. You just, after a game where you've already looked foolish several times, and then that's like the icing on the cake to say, not only am I a bad official, I should probably be jailed at this point. It's just absurd. You could just
1: let them trot off the field. (laughs) congratulate yeah. each other and, yeah. and you know just
0: say oh yeah buy my wand, forget <laughs> that get out of here no i'm gonna double down on my stupidity like gene sterator well he picked up his foot doubling yeah. down on your stupidity come exactly. on exactly pathetic
1: you know there's uh oh, get on twitter i know you <laughs> yeah, don't do that very pathetic. often what do i do
0: in the bathroom yeah
1: but you get on twitter and i see so many of these tweets by everybody's an expert of course that well, has a twitter s- handle. certainly yeah you know but
0: you know it, it's hard to get those. And, so. and it'll
1: say, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it, they'll, and everything's always prefaced with unpopular opinion. Oh, yeah. Or hate to say this, but.
0: You yeah. know, First of all, a, nobody gives a damn yeah. about your opinion, <laughs> no, popular but, or you know, otherwise. But unpopular
1: opinion. Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the league. End of discussion. Or I hate to tell you this. That Lamar Jackson is the best running back on the football field oh, right I'm now. I'm tired of that one. Okay. I got I got news for you. Look, you know, Lamar Jackson's having that Cinderella type of season only comes basically once in a lifetime. We've seen a couple. Of, we saw Pat Mahomes
0: last year. Well, that's what I find okay? myself wondering. We saw
1: Cam Newton in 2015. Right. All it right? happens
0: every year, but it's somebody different every year. Nobody strings them together.
1: But the thing is, sit back – and enjoy 2019 yes. and quit bloviating on Twitter that you actually know something about who is the greatest caliber quarterback or running back in the league. But you know, I love watching what he's doing, and to make things better, he's like he's a likable guy. Oh, he, he's having you know,
0: more fun doing it than you are watching him. it. It is. And
1: and it's just that you know, this type of stuff just can't last. No, no. I mean, no. at this at this level. I mean, it it just doesn't. But you know. I can't stand all that stuff on Twitter, but you know I'm going to do it right here in radio.
0: Unpopular opinion. <laughs> it won't last. No, no. And look, Pat Mahomes is going to have a pro-bowl, all-pro type of season. Right. But he's taken, based upon last year, a big regression. It's safe to assume the same thing's going to happen to Lamar Jackson next year. What that's not going to do... What Lamar Jackson's doing now doesn't justify everything that everybody who was high on, on of him coming out of college out of Louisville said. And when he reverts back to a great quarterback from an otherworldly quarterback, where he's right. at now next year, you can't. The guys who didn't like him coming out of the draft say, "See, I told you it was right." Yeah, you know. I mean, just shut up. Just watch it. This is. Right, It's formative what this kid's doing. And I'll tell you what. If I see one more tweet that says, imagine 31 teams passed yeah. up on Lamar. <laughs> 700 teams pass up on 700 pro bowlers every freaking year. What, what are you talking So you knew you'd have <laughs> yeah. taken him first overall, oh, yeah. you jerk? What are you talking about? How come about? you're not the general manager yeah, of an shut NFL up. team? Just shut up. I'm tired. And you take a, something like what Lamar Jackson's doing, it becomes the whole argument. I, I saw a thing today where somebody posted Lamar Jackson's rushing stats in his first two seasons versus Christian McCaffrey's running stats in his yeah. first two seasons. And that's supposed to show that's the argument that running backs don't matter. And even Christian McCaffrey, he doesn't matter. And then the whole fact that Lamar Jackson is black, that's a whole thing thing where he'd have gone one overall if he wasn't black. I mean all of we're taking this awesome season and plugging it into whatever biased horse shit you have going. I shouldn't have said that now Why? I'm getting Who worked cares? up. what well, you have going on and we can't just sit back and say dang man that kid is playing right yeah. now. I mean he's on the Baltimore Ravens. I am a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He's the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens and when he's not playing the Steelers I find myself rooting for the guy. Yeah. He is that fun to watch shut up get over over yourself, put down the Twitter and sit back and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to you know when we get to the the prediction part of the show. San Francisco Baltimore Ooh, this week. That's,
0: dandy. God, that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be watching that over the Steelers in Cleveland game. I somehow I find that more interesting than Duck Hodges this week versus Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I
1: actually saw a tweet, you know, they had Duck Hodges, you know. Completion percentage, comparing it to the Tom Brady and so forth. You know, <laughs> it was Lord. a joke. Yeah. You know, because that's what people do. Oh yeah, everybody know? does. Well, it. yeah. I mean, you can find a stat for anybody. Oh, certainly. That, that's the thing. And but these gurus, I oh. you know, they'll put something out. You know, just saying or something yeah. like that. I mean, well, something away. like
0: last two weeks, Jared Goff, no touchdowns. Four interceptions. Last two weeks, Rick Briggs, no touchdowns, no, no interceptions. interceptions. Who's the better? Yeah. Shut up. Just <laughs> yeah, shut exactly. up. Exactly. We got to get off Twitter. It is a cesspool. I know, but
1: it's fun. All right.
0: What do you want to do, Rick? Starts and sits. You got something else, or are we going to jump right into it?
1: Let's just jump into predicting. Oh, you want to predict
0: them? Yeah, man. All right. Well, I
1: let's... mean, if you don't know who you're starting now
0: without bye weeks, I, I don't know what that is. Tell tell One thing I do want to throw I don't know out what there. To tell you. This week I am, and Pete Carroll will burn you, but I'm buying this week. I'm starting Rashad Penny, I'm sitting Chris Carson. I think this, really? fumble, this fumble thing has finally caught up with Chris Carson. Richard Penny's <laughs> finally taken advantage of an opportunity this year. At least early on, he's going to get to rock. And if it goes well, I think he sticks with that. How long can you – it feels like Chris Carson fumbles three times a game. I'm certain it, it the does. stats don't bear that out. But if I feel that way as a distant you know, watcher of this thing, Pete Carroll's got to be thinking – you know, we're gonna be in a close game. Don't they who they got Minnesota this week, right? So yeah. presumably a close game, an important conference game. This guy as great as he is, can't hold on to the football. If you can have a penny going out there rushing for you know, is he gonna put up hundred forty nine again? Probably not. But if he's securing the ball and moving the ball, why wouldn't you I'd be nervous I sit in Carson anyhow.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's that's probably a good thing. It, it's it's going to get Ugly if he can't learn how to right. hold on to the football. Yeah. I mean, when we saw this. We weren't doing the show back then. This is years ago. But we saw the same problem with Tiki Barber.
0: Early on in his and, career, and yes.
1: it got to the point where, you know, Tiki's got to sit on the bench. Well, I mean, they he got with the right coach. And I can't remember even who the running back coach of the Giants was back then. But he got him holding that football properly. Right. The man's in the Hall of Fame yeah, now. Yeah,
0: and, and he was great there after. And it happens so many times. It tells you how talented Chris Carson is because how many guys have you seen come and go from the league where they come out in their first few games, they've got fumbling issues, and they you're never heard from again. Who was sticking with the Giants? Who was that running back they had seven, <laughs> eight years ago? David. Yeah. David something. Yeah. What? Oh, and he yeah. come out, he had all the hype in the offseason. Yep. He was getting drafted in the first and two that's rounds of fantasy drafts. And he fumbled on about his third carry of his career. And you never saw me. I, I don't know. He, Coughlin might have had him killed. I mean, he, <laughs> David, what was his name? <laughs> I can't remember. I keep wanting to say Montgomery, but that's no. not right. But I, Speaking I, of David Montgomery.
1: All right. Do you think... Uh, Tariq Cohen, now that things are starting to open up a tad in Chicago offensively, I don't know if it's temporary or maybe they're trying to figure out something, but do you think maybe Matt Nagy's figuring out, you know, this Tariq
0: Cohen guy's pretty good. Yeah, maybe if you (laughs) get the ball in his hands and a little bit of space and he can run 47 miles an hour, maybe we should try that. I'm not willing to back up. I keep plugging him in flex spots. I've gotten burnt with it a lot. It's coming, Rick. It has to be. It's got to be coming.
1: You would think so. He's got 50 receptions because remember, Matt, he's
0: not an idiot. He told
1: you that. Well, yeah, he's going to run more than seven times. I, I know that. He said that one Yeah, night. and I
0: don't need Cohen to get any carries, but he should have seven or eight catches every single week. Exactly. If he, you give him 12 targets a week, one's going to the house. I promise you one's going to the house.
1: Yeah, and they've just got to start blocking and having better execution. He's got 50 receptions and only 280 yards received. Yeah, yeah. I mean – You know, something's got to give a little bit. I mean, conversely, you look at Miles Sanders, he has 27 receptions, and he has, I don't know, about 60 more receiving yards. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, this Chicago offense hopefully, you know, is going to start opening up a little bit. Um, I think that team, especially defensively, is just too talented. I hate to see it. Just get
0: wasted like it has been so right. far. Right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't get it. All right. Well, that dovetails right in, Rick, to our game picks. We'll start with that game. The Bears laying three on the road in Detroit on Thanksgiving. <sighs> First game. You should look at the line before you make your. I pick should. So you don't but have I, eight I, I pushes do every single
1: week. I'm going Chicago twenty-seven, Detroit twenty-one. I had it 27-24, but I'm going to lay six. I know Thanksgiving, it's crazy things happen. It might be 52-6, Detroit for all I know. But I'm going Chicago 27, Detroit 21. I think the defense is too good. I don't like um, either offense, quite frankly,
0: at this point. Yeah, I don't think this one's even going to be close. I was persuaded two weeks ago Jeff Driscoll didn't look too awful bad, right? Kept them in that game for a while. And then you go out and you get exposed by the Washington Redskins. I'm done. I'm finished with you. You're finished. So I'm going to take the Bears here easily twenty to nine. This game uh, going to be uh, going to be an interesting one on Thanksgiving when you got your belly full and you're about seven beers in. As the Bills get six and a half in wow. Dallas, six and a half.
1: I tell you what, I was wrestling with this game. Um... And, of course, it's in Big D, so I automatically gave Dallas three points right there off the bat. I just don't think Dallas is going to lose this week. I don't think they can afford to. I know Buffalo defense is pretty good, but um, I like Dallas in Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas 24, Buffalo 20. So I'm going uh, Dallas to win, Buffalo to cover.
0: Yeah, this one was tough, and I – Six and a half seems like a whole lot for that Bills defense. It was my first thought. But the thought I couldn't get out of the back of my head, I'm going to take the Cowboys to winning cover here, and here is why. It feels like for 27 years, or for however long Jason Garrett has been in Dallas, (laughs) three times a year Jerry Jones is going to fire him on Monday morning. And they have a big And he win. doesn't. And then they go out and just light it up the next week. Now, it's not going to be easy to light anything up against that Buffalo defense. I still have a lot of questions with that Buffalo offense and their ability just to keep up if an offense gets hot. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here by a touchdown, 27-20, which would give me a Cowboys cover. All right. And the nightcap on Thursday, Rick, the Saints laying seven in Atlanta. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: (laughs) How does the god.
0: You ought to work in Vegas setting these lines because that's where you pick every single game. Uh, Look, after that
1: um, Atlanta drubbing they gave him a couple of weeks ago, then Atlanta looks good again against Carolina. Then they turn around and –
0: Just crap the bed against Tampa Bay. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Uh, New Orleans isn't going to lose to them again. Um, They're in New Orleans. It's Drew Brees. They're looking for that number one seed. You know they—they they know San Francisco's playing Baltimore. There's a right. good shot to, uh, to gain a game. I'm going New Orleans 34, Atlanta 28. So I will take the Saints, but I'll let Atlanta cover, even though I'm not sure they
0: will. Yeah, usually divisional games I don't like laying uh, a full touchdown, but I'm more persuaded by the revenge aspect of yeah. this one. Is Atlanta just punked? <laughs> just Punk New Orleans in their building. It was a twenty to nine yeah, or something. It was just, like. it was, it was, it was hum- humiliating defeat. I'm going to take the revenge factor in this one. I think it's going to be exciting for a while with New Orleans pulling away at the end. So I got the Saints winning and covering thirty four to twenty three. All right, getting to Sunday, Rick. Uh, it should have been exciting if the Steelers were at all competent offensively, but the Browns actually laying two in Heinz Field. <sighs> I really want to take Pittsburgh.
1: And this quarterback situation, I actually feel a little bit better with Hodges than I did with Rudolph in there. Um, I'm going strictly on defense. I'm going to go with a mild upset here. I'm
0: taking Pittsburgh outright, 27-24. I thought I was being clever here. I've got the same thing, Rick, and I hope this isn't homerism on my part. I just feel like when you've got a defense that physical and that good who's that ticked off as they've got to be right now with everything that's happened. I mean, it's so weird to schedule a division game only two weeks apart know. against the same opponent. Really odd scheduling. Browns are better in – every way offensively right now. Yep. I don't know how the Steelers score point. It's going to take a defensive score. I can just see TJ Watt literally running through Baker Mayfield. This team it's got to be so angry the way they quickly rallied to Mason Rudolph's defense after those absurd allegations of the the racial slur and we haven't talked about that on the show and we're not gonna I'm not going down that road. I just think, based on pure emotion, that defense is good enough. The offense will sneak into a play. The defense is going to give them short fields. I'm going to take the Steelers here 19-16. to I think it's <laughs> going to be a field goal fest down in Heinz Field, unless the wind's blowing 85 miles an hour, which they're saying it yeah. may be, which could change that. All right, Rick, the Jets coming off probably the most surprising shellacking I've seen all season last week against Shoot. Oakland, now laying three-and-a-half on the road in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's fine. I th- I think they're going to easily take care of Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati played a pretty spirited game last week against Pittsburgh, and I think New York
0: takes them easily, 31-21. I hope I'm not being too cute here, Rick. I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals going zero sixteen.
1: Now, I didn't. I'll take. I'll be honest with you. I took this score into consideration, not knowing
0: Andy Dalton would be starting. Right. Yeah. You bring Andy Dalton back. I don't know if he can be motivated. He always just kind of looks bored wherever he goes. But if he has some emotion, this is his chance. This is his chance to prove it. I think the Jets are counterfeit. That was just one of those weird and you you see it so often. The West Coast team playing the one o'clock game in the east. The weather was rotten. It's the Oakland Raiders. They were starting to smell themselves a little bit. That just felt for all the world like the universe saying, all right, pump the brakes there, Chucky. You're still the Oakland Raiders. Take this, whooping. <laughs> I just think i got to find a win for Cincinnati somewhere. I think the Jets, very undisciplined. They come in there feeling themselves strutting around. I think Andy Dalton actually gets this done. Here's my upset special of the week. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals outright here, 24-23. Big game from Joe Mixon. That's my prediction. I wait. Keep. Oh, you get it. All right. Good. I love watching you pound on that thing. And I, 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 I,
1: sometimes out. I just think I don't exist. <laughs> yeah, I think you're dead. You're a vampire.
0: <laughs> All right, Rick. Where were we at? Uh, Titans. Rick getting two and a half in Indy. I hate predicting this division. I hate. At least they didn't make it three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it is so ironic. I mean, I have not looked at the
1: line, and I predicted Indianapolis twenty four, Tennessee twenty two. So I am going Indianapolis win. Tennessee cover yeah yeah
0: this one's close I think the Colts win this one that was such a Tannehill can't stay Th- that's just forever that didn't right? Ryan Tannehill <laughs> yeah he's playing great and he should get some credit yes. for it but I think at some point he's got to remember he's Ryan Tannehill and the fact that they put up an absolute gem of a performance last week and now they're playing a div- another divisional game this week you know they're gonna suck right Derek Henry's gonna have 18 yards Tannehill's going to remember who he is. I just—it's that division, so I'm going to take the Colts here by a field goal. Score doesn't matter.
1: You know, the the funny thing is, we say, you know, Tannehill's going to remember who he is. Yeah. Conversely, he he knows who he is. He's he's Ryan Tannehill, and he ain't Miami no more. Well, that's true, (laughs) and
0: maybe maybe that is who he is. But I, I, I got the Colts here 26-23, so that's them winning and covering, and nothing ever in this division surprises me. All right, Rick, the Eagles laying nine on the road in Miami. It's and the rare like, non-double-digit uh, line for the Dolphins. Well, after
1: watching the, the Eagles the last couple of weeks, uh, it, there's no wonder that they're not laying double digits. That that team is a mess on yeah, offense. Jordan Howard starting there. Banged up all along the line. Um, they actually, you know, were hiring other people because of Ho- Jordan Howard. And right. I and mean, I couldn't find the IJE button. I was going to use that. but um, IJIE.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but if, And I don't think everything that they've said so far, he's not responding too well from that stinger.
0: Yeah. He's not doing yeah, – Jordan Howard's big iffy this Yeah.
1: Week. And without him, they're suspect. And, and that line is banged up. Um, they have no receivers. I'm no. sorry. Um, even with Jeffrey's healthy, it's not the Elshon Jeffrey we, we've no. grown accustomed to. However. Yeah. yeah, You say
0: all that, they're <laughs> still playing the Dolphin. 31-19 Philadelphia winning. Cover. Yeah. I'm, Carson Wentz has been bad. I suspect he will continue to be bad. But this is the Dolphins. This is where you get healthy. Carson Wentz has won some games in this league. He's put up some big numbers. If you're ever going to do it, this is a week. So I'll take the Eagles by 10 here, 33-23. All right, Rick, the Packers, after just getting humiliated on Sunday night football in San Francisco, lay six and a half heading to to the Giants.
1: And that's not enough for the New York football Giants. That team is a mess. When you have Saquon Barkley that can't get over – 15, 20 yards a game, there's something wrong. Um, Green Bay 34, Giants 23, and I'm being kind, giving them 23.
0: Yeah, I actually had them at 23 as well, and as I say it, it still feels high. Golden Tate in the concussion protocol. Right. You know, it could be a big week for Slate, and <laughs> I think they move the ball a little bit, but I think the Packers cover this one. I'll take them by a field goal, 30 to 23. All right, Rick, the Redskins coming what was off. What the line? Six and a half. Oh, 30 to 23. You said by a field goal.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, okay. By a
0: touchdown. I'm gotcha. sorry. Yeah. Field goal touchdowns. Same thing. Quit being so persnickety. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rick. The Redskins coming off that big win. Dwayne Haskins, I'm told, is still taking selfies in uh, FedEx Field. So we don't know if he'll be out there for the first snap or not. But if he is, he's getting 10 in Carolina.
1: Well, one thing's for certain we will see Christian McCaffrey. One thing is not for certain, we may not see Joey Sly. Right. However. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do not think that Washington is going to like what happens to them. Carolina has got to be fuming. They had the Saints on the ropes. Right. Should have never even gone to overtime. No, because of the two
0: missed extra points two, before yes. that.
1: And then they has a chip shot in overtime. It should have ended it. And, of course, what happens? They miss it. and Drew Brees drives down. Bingo. You lose. Carolina 31, Washington
0: 13. Yeah, you know, like I said, Dwayne Haskins. You know, I think his selfie days are over right now. I'm setting the over under for Christian McCaffrey scrimmage yards at 475 for this <laughs> week. Panthers 31, Redskins 17, and I don't know how the hell they get to 17. I just <laughs> like to use that number. All right, Rick, the Bucks getting one in Jacksonville. Talk about the pundits saying we have no idea with these two teams. No, the Bucks you, get one. You
1: just don't. I'm. Um, It comes down to Jameis Winston, how many picks he throws, and how many
0: return yards the Jacksonville defense can get. Spectacular interceptions every week. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's the AFC South with Jacksonville and the NFC South with Tampa. Yeah, good luck for either of those. Exactly. So I'm Tampa Bay is dead. They had their big win last week. Um, So, Jacksonville, they have to still rise out of the coffin just a little bit before they die with a groan later on. So, I'm going Jacksonville 27, Tampa Bay 24. So, I'll get a Jacksonville
0: winning cover. I think we're getting the Nick Foles you always see when he's not in Philadelphia. And I think Minshew stepping out that whole weird carnival around him all the time. Being taken away has kind of deflated that Jacksonville offense, though. But we don't talk enough about sure how, seems it. how great Leonard Fournette has been this year. Yeah. Now he's a PPR monster, too. When did this happen? This is stunning. But beyond that, they really have nothing. And Shark and Foles don't seem to have that same magic that Minshew did. And the Bucks are going to go out and put up points. It doesn't matter who they play. They're going to go out and put up points. I'm not sure that Nick Foles can keep up with that. So I'm foolishly, anytime you pick the Buccaneers to win, it feels foolish, even though they're going to win seven every year. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucs here. I think this is a wild one. I'm going to take the Bucks 37-34 as the one strength the Buccaneers have outside of their offense is what they can do against the run and maybe be the first team that can really uh, at least slow down Leonard Fournette, and I think that's going to be the difference. And
1: uh, after all this expert analysis, it'll be like 11-8. Oh, it, <laughs> it's
0: going to be the worst game of the year. There's no question about it. All right, what's not going to be, I hope not, the worst game of the year, Rick, is the 49ers get Six get six in Baltimore. I really wish this game wasn't at one o'clock. This should be in prime uh, time, at least in four at four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock would be perfect, not just for viewing purposes, but we saw all of Oakland last year. Now San Francisco ain't Oakland, but it's that West Coast one o'clock thing. I I don't. Like I
1: agree, it. And, and you know what? Baltimore is a good team, and Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. And, and I've, you know, I, I give the edge in defense to San Francisco a little bit. Um, but when it gets right down to it, you know, wide receivers are basically a wash, Uh run game, maybe slightly better in San Francisco, but Lamar Jackson, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, <laughs> so <made you> think. <laughs> I'm going Baltimore 31, San Francisco 24.
0: I'm going to go Baltimore win and cover. So you got to cover. It's, I think. Now, uh, this sounds dumb to say because that's not how I'm going to predict this game. I'm kind of playing – in predicting it, I'm kind of playing with the line and the number. I think this is either a close Niners win or Baltimore just runs them out of the gym like they've done to everybody the last three or four weeks. I'm going to take the Ravens here to win this game, being at home. The the deciding factor is obviously Lamar Jackson. I don't like that 1 o'clock for San Francisco coming off a big game, going into another one, all the travel, the holiday week and the and the long-distance right. travel. I think they're going to find a way to cover. That defense is just that good. If anyone right now, before the playoffs, can find a way to slow down Lamar Jackson a little bit, I think it would be the San Francisco front seven. Oh, they sure. are playing so so well so i think that's what i'm afraid to i'm afraid to lay the six because of that so i'm going to take the ravens to win i'm going to call it 23 20 but the niners cover i'm not certain that's how it goes i'm just not comfortable giving somebody six it has that trying to cover your butt on both ends of the spectrum well so i've got this pick in there but then if you mock me for it next next week i can go to everything i said before that and say well i must must have misspoke on the number. All right, the Rams, Rick, just reeling a couple of drubbings in a row here, laying three on the road in Arizona. And I'll tell you what, I the Rams are, you know, it's an understatement
1: to say there's something wrong offensively with the Rams. But you know what else? That defense isn't no, performing they're... all that well either. I, I mean, it stands to reason when you're on the field a lot longer than you should right. be. Right, I start think that's what it tired. is. Yeah. Um, I'm going Arizona in an upset. I'll take it Arizona 27, the Rams
0: 25. That's obviously a cover um, when they're favored anyway, or yeah, by underdogs. The, by the numbers and intellectually, that's an upset. I don't think it is. I I'm with either. you. I got the Cardinals here. Kyler and, Murray I like better than Goff. Right. I'm liking Kenyon
1: Drake better than Todd Gurley at right. this point. What um, Christian Kirk's doing right now is better and than – Kirk
0: Fitzgerald over Woods. And Cook has Cup. disappeared. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Rams should – have the advantage defensively, but after just getting your head beat, beat in for the last three weeks, are they just going to turn it back? Essentially, their season's over, right? The NFC is so good, they're done. So, what motivation is the defense to try to keep salvaging this pathetic offense? I've got the Cardinals here. I'm going to call it 29 27. I'm not even sure it's that close. I, I, I honestly wonder. We're going to find out who Sean McVay really is right now because this is a veteran laden team in LA who knows they're out and is kind of embarrassed themselves over the last month. Let's see. I'm curious if this team's just gonna lay down and just ah, we're done. Who's we're gonna lay down and die? Let's try again next year in the fancy new building. So yeah. I'm with you. I got the Cardinals here and I don't feel like it is an upset on paper. I don't feel like it is
1: yeah I mean it's it, it's very conceivable that the Rams could fold um yeah I mean a lot of high hopes coming into this year, but who saw ten and one San Francisco coming? Who saw nine yeah. and two Seattle coming? uh
0: I certainly quite didn't frankly see San I mean who, who saw
1: level? eight and three Green Bay right I mean really, I had them in eight and eight at the beginning of the year now Minnesota didn't surprise me. Chicago is surprising somewhat um New Orleans doesn't surprise me, but you know the rest of the South is mediocre right It should have been a waltz for the rams exactly. they' are they're, they're playing terrible football, and I don't think they're going to make the
0: playoffs. No. Oh, no. They're they're finished. All right, Rick, the Raiders getting 10, getting 10 headed to Arrowhead. This
1: is going to be a Wild West game. And I like Kansas City to win, but I'm, I'll tell you what, 10 points is a lot of points to lay in a division game. I'm going Kansas City to win, 33, Oakland 24. I got them a nine-point win, but I'm going to take the
0: Raiders to cover. Yeah, I, I think clearly the Chiefs win this game. But 10 points in that in a division game, number one. In a rivalry game, and let's face it, Rick, this is a trap. This is Vegas after Oakland just getting taken to the woodshed last week. This is Vegas trying to take advantage of the rubes and the boobs. That is way too much. People don't realize – Or forget, I think, because Oakland's been so bad for so long. This is a real big-boy rivalry, these two teams. They don't like each other. This game's going to be close. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be dirty. There's going to be – I think you see some old-school Raiders filthiness out there. So, obviously, the Chiefs win. They're more talented. But, yeah, it's under 10. I'm going to take 31-23. So, a Chiefs win, a Raiders cover. All right. All right, Rick. Back on Sunday Night Football, we get to watch – Tom Brady spiked balls into the ground as the Patriots lay a field goal in Houston. Did you forget another game? I don't think. Denver did I, Chargers? Did I skip over one? Oh, yeah, I skipped over it. I had it written after the Rams. All right, Chargers laying two and a half in Denver. This is a team, to me,
1: that, that is very reminiscent of the Rams. Right, same thing. I, talent laden. Um, look, I, after, after last week... I To me, Phil Rivers just looks like an empty shell running around out there, um, making horrible decisions, horrible throws, trying to do everything, and he's not doing much of anything. Right. Um, I like Denver in an upset. Uh, I'm going Denver outright 19, Chargers 17. So that's obviously a Denver cover, but a Denver win as well. I had
0: two words for you. Brandon Allen. I know. But don't go that way, I got two more words for you. Drew Locke. Chargers win twenty four twenty one. Nothing more to say. Hey, I
1: got two words for you.
0: You can't say those on picks. the air. <laughs> well so what he, but he has the ability to th- mix a touchdown in there every well, now and I guess
1: and then. he does do that, but
0: All right. So he buys bet. where are we at? Patriots laying three in Houston. God, I'm so tired of you doing this. Look at the lines before no. you do your prediction. I mean, you gotta admit, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should get a job in Vegas.
1: Um, I had it twenty-seven, twenty-four, New England, um, but I still like New England better, and I think New England is good enough to. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change. I, I'm going to go twenty-five. I'm gonna have New England win, but Houston
0: cover. Oh, all right. I think I think the Patriots win this game by double digits. I, I think you've seen as great as Deshaun Watson and, and Hopkins are. That team can be stopped on offense, and if anybody, you know, if other teams have figured it out, certainly Bill Belichick can figure. It out. I think they just have a hard time moving the ball and scoring. While the Patriots have been bad offensively as well, but they'll get their requisite defensive touchdown, and they win this thing twenty three thirteen. And Monday Night Football, this will be a good one, Rick, to cap off the holiday weekend, is the Vikings get three in Seattle. It's too bad you can't stay up for these games. That's oh. going to be a oh, good I one. Oh, I do
1: stay up for some of these games, quite honestly, anymore. it's uh, I I am all in on Minnesota. I love Kirk Cousins. I, I love this team. Man, I love Ro- Russell Wilson and what Seattle's right. doing. But I, I tell you what, I think Minnesota's defense could be the difference, even in the – the eighth man. I'm going to Minnesota thirty, Seattle twenty-nine.
0: Oh, okay. This is one look, Kirk Cousins has answered the bell every step of the way. All the tired, you know, storylines we have for him, he's kind of overcome and stuck back in doubters like mine's faces this year. This is gonna be the real test. This is a big boy one going on in prime time into Seattle. Is he going to be able to win a football game? I'm not convinced of that yet. If he does it here, I will shut up permanently, which is something you've long been waiting for. I'm not convinced he's had some nice wins, some big wins in prime time against above 500 teams, all the things that we, we used against them. I think this is a whole different ball game going into Seattle on Monday night. So I'm going to take the Seahawks here to win and cover 30-24. to 24. I think it's going to be a good one.
1: Oh, I think it's going to be an excellent game, and it doesn't surprise me either way who would win, quite frankly, but um, it's going to be a good one. All right. Mailbag, or you got something now? Oh, we got the mailbag. We got other things. We got all kinds of things going on, and just touching on our predictions. Hey, uh, old Rick Flager winning money for you again <laughs> last week on the line. Nine and five against the spread. The old ball coach was seven and seven, so I dropped a couple to you, but. Uh, we are man. both winning money, so you pay attention money. to the asylum, making man. Making money with your boy. You got it. And uh, hey, before oh, yeah. before we get to the mailbag, I'm going to read an interesting little story. Uh, story time with Mr. Briggs. The Work, old ball workers coach, conducting uh, This is November 26th in the UPI. Workers conducting renovations at a New Jersey college made a discovery inside a wall. It was a message in a bottle from the structure's original builders in 1907. Uh, The Montclair State University said workers doing renovations at the Newark School's College Hall found the 112-year-old message in a bottle concealed inside a wall. And the message said, this is to certify that this wall was built by two bricklayers from Newark. By the names of William Hanley and James Lennon, members of number three of the B M I U of America, must have been bricklayer masons or something like that. Union. uh, The message reads. Um, Robert Canaby, one of the workers conducting the renovation, said the bottle and message were discovered when he hit an unusual void in the wall and heard the sound of the bottle's glass breaking. Yeah, he smashed a bottle. Oh well. Someone always wants to leave behind some kind of message, even if it's just initials or a small artifact hidden in the work. The historian Mike Farrelly said, they want it to be hidden so the owners or bosses don't get angry, but there's always a glimmer of hope that someone will find it one day. I thought that was quite interesting. I mean, 112 years old, this piece of paper sat there that these guys, long dead.
0: You know, I was hoping and, there was i uh, like he was going to be charged with breaking the bottle or something. That was felt kind of anticlimactic to me.
1: Yeah,
0: like it's New Jersey, wacky things happen there. You know, they found Jimmy Hoffa in the wall or something. That would be newsworthy.
1: A buddy of mine did that. Um, same thing was it found in a wall. No, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. He he was renovating his house and he took down a wall on the inside. They had written it with like, uh, you know how like that chalk mm-hmm. pencils? Yeah. These two guys wrote it. This wall was constructed on this day. It was like 1901, something wow. like that, you know, and he looked them up. He actually um, got on and looked and the one guy died like in the 50s and the other one died like in the 60s or whatever. And it was just interesting, you know, he looked them up and it's kind of neat to see how these people lived and... You know, it still left a little something. And at least they weren't in the walls. So yeah, exactly. That's all that really matters. Right. Oh, yes, wait a minute,
0: the postman can just send a fax or send me a letter or give me a call. That would even be. Mail. AsylumFootball at gmail.com. at AsylumFootball on the tweeters if you want to be part of Rick's dirty, smelly yeah, old mail Yeah, I'm not allowed satchel. to use
1: my little power stick, so I have to carry this bag around with me all the time. Well, that's good. It's, it's like
0: Santa Claus. Oh, we'll have to get into that here pretty soon. Oh, oh, oh! oh we have that Merry on them. And now you've Christmas. got your turkey gobble, you're ready for all the holidays. Well, we'll be using this here in a couple of minutes. After oh, we're the mail bag. Done after I got the a mail new bag. game,
1: this Thanksgiving special. You're bag like to pay me here.
0: overtime for this show, right?
1: All right, I don't have a whole lot for the mailbag. Uh, not a lot of buys, um, but anyway,
0: by not a lot, you mean none. So well, yeah, I yeah. guess that qualifies exactly. Um, Mac writes, "Would Mac. you every week with Mac? I like Mac. Would you bench Barkley for Joe Mixon and a half point PPR?" I'm tempted to. I'm thinking about it. I think Cincinnati's going to win that game. I think New York's going to struggle. You know what? To hell with it. Yes, I would. I'd take Mixon over Barkley this week. Go for it. Andy Dalton's back. I think Mixon's a big part of the passing game, which he hasn't been under Finley. To be fair, he wasn't a big part of him under (laughs) Dalton the first time. I just think the shackles are going to be off. So, yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Okay,
1: here we go. Sam writes, not confident about Jordan Howard playing. You mm, got that right. You and me both. And ties. my options are shaky. Pick a flex. Duke Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Peyton
0: Barber, D.D. Westbrook boy that is not a good spot to be in all right you can take duke johnson out right away he has been invisible in that offense i got a good dd westbrook i mean just looking at this list you can
1: i he's getting yeah. the seems to be getting the targets i think i'd pick jacksonville to win i may be wrong but against tampa bay they're not going to run very much they're going to have to throw the football
0: yeah, I mean, um, Barber's clearly behind Ronald Jones. Right. And they're, they're not really looking to run much. So he's completely touchdown dependent. You, you see Darius guys getting more and more work. I think it's by default. I'll go with you here. I, I don't think he said if it was a PPR or not. He's, uh, I'm going to assume it's some type of PPR, and let's go with Deedee here. Sam's written before. I feel like he might be a half-point PPR if I remember right. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's probably – I wouldn't have a whole lot of uh, – hopes for a lot of points it's your best chance for a
0: big game otherwise you're looking at a ceiling of seven points out of those other three guys i think dd ceiling's higher i think it is
1: yeah okay we got a lot of quarterback questions to get to yeah which is pretty you know reasonable this time of year anyway caleb writes darnold or brady oh man yeah yeah (laughs)
0: yeah exactly um
1: i gotta go got to go Darnold the Bengals. He's got to better matchup,
0: yeah. I, I think he's going to struggle. But Yeah, Brady, he's just, he doesn't need to, and he's to that point of his career, and he's that type of guy. I don't need to put if this I on my shoulders do and Bowl, go out and win I'll it. Do it. Yeah, but I, he's not going to need to against Houston. He's going to be facing that pass rush, which means he's going to be spiking it in the ground 19 times. Yeah, th- this is Darnold actually – Intellectually, it's close, but it's really not even close. It shouldn't be. No. You're right.
1: I, Darnold could throw 350 against it the Bengals. He yeah. could. Okay. This, this question is um, Wow. Wes writes Cousins or Wilson?
0: Well, that's a good spot to be in, going up against each other. That's a
1: bad spot to
0: be in when you think about it. No. I, I, mean, I,
1: I got to go Wilson. I mean, is there a, is never a scenario where you're going to sit Wilson down. He's unless Russell. it's against Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. play, if you have Lamar Jackson along with him. But other than that, you're right. I, I, there's yeah, just no way you don't. Russell
0: effing Wilson it, every week. You got it. Okay. Uh, one more
1: quarterback question, and then we'll get to a, another one. And, uh. Then we'll play our game. Ooh, we have a game. Kevin writes, here's another quarterback question, Tannehill or Carr?
0: Tannehill. Things going to come undone for Tannehill at some point. Carr, you got the tough Or will man. they? I, said, I'm, I don't know. I'm not convinced there's – you can run the ball on Kansas City. They're not. They're a pretty decent pass defense. They're better than pretty decent. They're a good pass defense. Their weakness is against the run. So you're going to see a whole lot of Josh Jacobs in in what's going to be a a division game. I think that's going to be an ugly game. This is actually Tannehill and not all that close.
1: I agree. I agree. 100. percent I
0: tried to make it complicated. <laughs> it really isn't.
1: Yeah, I got to go Tannehill. Um, okay, and then. If I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry. Sirek or Sirech? I'm not not sure. Anyway, but it's PPR. I need two wide receivers. All righty. Devontae Parker. Calvin Ridley. Curtis Samuel. Kenny
0: Stills. Tyler Boyd. Samuel Stills and Boyd. All right, so let's start eliminating. We'll take Stills right out. I take Samuel right yep. out, so I need to drop one, a Parker, Ridley, and Boyd. I'm just going to this week, in a must-win week, I'm going to go with pedigree, so I'm going to drop Parker and go with Ridley and Boyd as the name brands. Boyd's woken up a little bit here of, of late.
1: I tell you what, if Finley was still quarterback, I would take Parker I, over him. I think him. I'm with
0: you, yeah. definitely.
1: But uh, Ridley is a must start. I, I don't care if he's playing for Atlanta or not. I mean, they can open up at any time, right. and he's a big part of that. Look, Devontae Parker has been great this year on on a bad team. But if if um, Andy Dalton comes back, um. I think Tyler Boyd is the better player than Parker. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll go with We'll go all
0: name brand on this. Okay. We're going to play a little bit. (laughs) You just wanted to push the turkey button.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, of course. We're going to play a game called Turkey Take Em. Turkey Take Em. (laughs) We're going to start. Now, this is kind of like a fantasy fantasy game, and and it's going to give – the listeners a little perspective on just how deep you're willing to go with certain people. All right. What I'm going to do this is this is all wide receivers. Okay. okay? I'm going to start with um, two wide receivers, and then I'm going to work up the ladder, and whoever you take over this one goes up against the next one, and so forth. We're going to see how far you're willing to go with certain receivers. All right. What's the turkey
0: have to do with anything? Nothing. You just wanted it's to push the turkey button. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. It's turkey take them. Didn't we once do like a turkey or that was bad and something was good? I don't remember what was Uh,
1: good. We've done
0: a lot of horrible (laughs) shtick on this show (laughs) over the years.
1: Okay. We're going to start right now. Kenny Stills or Adam Humphreys. Now, this is taking them for the rest of the year. Okay. So, Stills. Okay. Kenny Stills, Veldee Scantling. Uh.
0: Boy, you got me down in the mud here. Stills. Stills or Brandon Cooks? He's healthy. Give me
1: Cook. Now, see, you notice uh, you may not be able to know now, but I'm going by points right now. Mm. Fantasy points for the year. That's where we're moving. We're going okay. to. Okay, Cooks or James Washington? Cooks. Cooks or Elshawn
0: Jeffrey? If he could get back on the field, give me Jeffrey.
1: So that's your pick, Jeffrey.
0: Jeffrey or Robbie Anderson? I liked what he did last week. But no, I'm going to stick with Jeffrey. Jeffrey or Mike Williams? Williams.
1: Williams or Adam Thielen?
0: Oh, Thielen. If he could ever get back on the field.
1: Well, this is, this is what I'm talking about. You, right. know, you have to pick these for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so I'm going to go Thielen. I am play the long game here. Thielen or Fitzgerald? Thielen. Thielen or Devontae Parker? Thielen. Thielen or Marquise Brown?
0: He's trending the right way, but I'm going to stick with Thielen. Thielen or T.Y. Hilton? We're dealing with
1: similar issues, but uh, T.Y. T.Y. or Robert Woods? T.Y. T.Y. or Devontae Adams?
0: God. Seven catches last week looks healthy. Give me Devontae. Devontae
1: Adams or Keenan Allen? Devontae. Devontae or Odell Beckham?
0: Devontae. Devontae or Jarvis Landry? Funny how those two hit right back to back, (laughs) isn't it? Uh, give me Devontae.
1: Devontae or Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Diggs or John Brown.
0: Ooh, that shouldn't be tough, but it is. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Diggs. That's close, though. Diggs or Cup. Diggs. Cup is the highest scoring
1: one out of that whole list yeah, right now, and he hasn't done. A lot and I'm not for sure I weeks. would take Cup
0: over. Probably maybe about the last six or seven, you're right? Yeah, quite frankly, yeah, I think Jeffrey might be the last one I'd take Cup over on that list. So,
1: so you're willing to to bank on on Thielen being able to come back because he jumped over one, two, three. He jumped over three people and then finally lost to Ty Hilton, who's basically having the same amount yeah. of problems.
0: I mean. It sounds dumb considering it feels like he's been out for a year and a half. I know he has. It's just a hamstring. I think he just yeah, came. just. Well, yeah, it's just a hamstring because it ain't my hamstring. Right. I understand that. But I just feel like he came back too early. He's had the bye week now. Hopefully lesson learned. If When he gets back at 100%, I think he's going to be Adam Thielen, right? You would think so. I
1: hope. Kirk Cousins certainly th- – Flinging yeah, the ball, right? right?
0: yeah. All that nonsense there is over, I hope.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't think they have any nonsense. I think that team's on a mission, and they become a lot more dangerous if Thielen gets
0: healthy, oh, absolutely. obviously. Yeah, no question about so, it. So, I like yeah, it. I mean,
1: that was cool. I just thought that was interesting. It was how, how a lot of them have scored during the year, but... They, they. Some of these players could be poised for some big games yeah, towards the end. Yeah, there's some,
0: there's some value down there in the middle. Yep. Is that it? Can we go? Home? That is it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. This is it for the week. So listen twice if you would, please. <coughs> Happy Thanksgiving! As the turkey is telling you, good luck. Rick will answer your questions right up till kickoff Thursday and Sunday. Asylumfootball at gmail.com and at AsylumFootball on Twitter. We'll be back next week and get him in
1: early on Thursday because I'll be sleeping drunk as a rat by eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I can't uh,
0: guarantee my uh, my advice. <laughs> so until then, we'll see you. Take care.